Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. Hope you're doing well today. Thanks so much for listening. I'm going to be talking today about pregnancy anxiety. And I'm going to be sharing a bit about my own experience of pregnancy so far. I'm currently only 21 weeks. And I'm just going to share a bit about my own experience because it's a question that a few people had sent me. And also some of the common things that could be coming up for you if you're pregnant or you're, you know, I also had a few people message me about wanting to get pregnant in the future and being scared about being anxious during that time. So I'll talk a bit about that. And then just some tips and advice based on my professional and personal experience of this time. And just as a bit of a a warning, I'm going to talk about miscarriage in this episode. And I'm going to be talking about some of the things that you might be worrying about. But if that may be triggering for you anyway, then you may not want to listen to this episode, but I'll try and be as sensitive as I can because I totally appreciate this is a really sensitive topic. So just before we get into this episode, I just want to extend an invitation for you to join me in my monthly membership, the Karma You Collective. It is a space to work on yourself, to learn how to be kinder to yourself, to take care of yourself better. Every month inside the collective, I share a workshop on a different theme. May's theme, we're talking about designing an intentional life. I'm also going to be sharing monthly breathwork sessions with the group and as a really supportive Facebook group. And this is for you if you want to, yeah, work on your personal development. Every month there's also a, a live hypnotherapy session or you can listen to the recording later. We have a workbook on the topic of that month to help to expand your mind, expand what's possible for you and help you to really have this sense that you're moving forwards, learning about yourself, making the changes that you want to in a really supportive environment. Now, there's a special offer at the moment. If you join the yearly option, you actually get access to all the past content from the collectives. There's over 17 hypnotherapy sessions, workshops, workbooks, etc., on all sorts of topics, everything from being more positive to stopping comparing yourself to others, to changing your habits, to having more energy. 
and burnout and tons and tons of stuff, but you'll see it all. If you head over to my website, karma-u.com forward slash collective, you can find all the details there. So I'd love to see you inside and get to know you in the group. So let's get on with the episode. So first off, just to say that anxiety in pregnancy is very common. So on the Tommy's website, they share this stat. I'm not quite sure where they got it from, but Tommy's is a really great resource. I recommend their website for lots of things around um, just pregnancy health. And they talk a lot about miscarriage and baby loss and that sort of thing. But they say that more than one in 10 pregnant women have it. I imagine it's more than that because 25% of women in general have anxiety or feel anxious all or most of the time. So yeah, if you're experiencing this, you're definitely not alone. And, you know, I really want to suggest that if you are worried about the anxiety that you're experiencing, if you've been feeling anxious for more than a couple of weeks, consistently, it's a really good idea to speak to your doctor or speak to your midwife. And they, you know, I'm always telling people about how often doctors and midwives hear about anxiety. It's like they would have heard that 20 times already that day from different people. So there's going to be no judgment and they can suggest perhaps other sources of support that you can access, maybe CBT or other things that might suggest. So please do get help if you are really struggling and yeah, know that you don't have to struggle with this on your own. So there are so many reasons why you might be feeling anxious in pregnancy. It could be firstly just the hormones. You know, we have much more hormones cursing through our bodies than at any other time in our lives. And our bodies react in different ways to hormones. Some people are totally fine and kind of breeze through it. And for others, you might be really feeling tearful, anxious, more stressed than normal, um, all sorts of things. So the hormones, first of all, will do all sorts of strange things to our bodies. You might be worried about the future, about your relationship and how that will change, about how you're going to cope with having a child, about your body changing you might be concerned about money worries or just the tiredness that you're experiencing that can be so, so debilitating. So there really are lots of very good reasons. If you are feeling anxious, you know, there could be all sorts of reasons why that might be the case. And it's important to remember that this is a phase in your life that this is not going to last forever, that things may well change at different points in your pregnancy. You know, people may experience more anxiety in the beginning and and feel okay as they go along. It could be the other way around, but really try to see it as something that is transient. You know, you're not broken. You're not, you know, beyond repair. Anxiety is something that's treatable and it's a temporary experience very often as well. So maybe you've listened to this podcast for a while. Maybe this is the first one, but I'll share a bit about my own experience. So I'm 36. I was 35 when we, you know, started trying to have a baby. And it took me a long time to get to the point where I felt capable and able and kind of confident to even make that decision. I've talked a little bit about this in other podcasts about how experiencing anxiety myself, which was really quite bad in my 20s. And I've learned a lot about how to manage it. And I'm in a, an amazing place mentally now. 
but it definitely wasn't always that way. And I really worried about how I would cope. I didn't want to pass on my stress and anxiety onto a child. You know, I felt like I could barely look after myself, let alone someone else. So all these sorts of things meant that it was only really when I was probably about 34 when I I thought to myself, you know, perhaps I can actually do this. So my great granny was 19 when she had her kids. My granny was 23. My mum was 26. (laughs) I'm like 10 years older than my mum was when she had me. And I'm amazed, you know, I'm in awe of people who are ready younger. (laughs) And, you know, you may very well be younger than me and kind of going down this path. So yeah, big respect to you for, for doing it. So finally, you know, finding myself feeling more resourceful and capable, I, you know, started to open my mind to this possibility that perhaps I you know, really did want to have a baby. And we were living in Bali for six months and I had this huge, you know, calling to come back. You know, I guess it's the biological clock or <laughs> maybe my parents' pressure but I felt like it was time to come back and dragged Aidan home. He wasn't that happy. He quite enjoyed going to the gym in Bali and riding around on a motorbike, but dragged him home and um, decided to try to have a baby. Now, it's really interesting, just that whole process of like deciding, right, we're, we're trying for a baby now. And I was fortunate in that it didn't take, you know, a huge, huge amount of time for me but I could already see in the in the time that it did take how kind of stressful that process can be. You, you kind of think to yourself, well, I don't know, maybe you had a different experience, but you kind of think, oh, trying for a baby is going to be so fun. <laughs> but when there's that time pressure, when you when you're feeling a little bit, you know, of the uncertainty of it and wanting things to happen quickly and worrying that they won't, you know, I can really see how just trying for a a baby can be really stressful. And of course, if you are struggling with fertility issues, that's a huge, you know, just from clients that I've worked with over the years on this issue, it's a huge deal and can really take over your life and create a lot of anxiety. I'm not going to talk too much about fertility anxiety. That's probably another episode. I'll try and get someone I know there's lots of coaches and things that are experts in this area. So I'll probably try and address that in another podcast. But yeah, even in the in the sort of relatively short time that we were trying, I could see how that could become quite a stressful thing. So got pregnant and that first kind of pregnancy test and really noticed within, you know, even before taking the, the test that I was feeling different. I was feeling quite tired. My body felt different. And a few days into this, it was probably like a week, it was probably only a week after getting the positive test result. And I suddenly started to feel different. It was as though, you know, what I was picking up on, I think, was just that my hormone levels just dropped. And I had this sense that something was was not right and something was wrong. And, you know, I didn't have any bleeding or anything like that, but there was a period of about a week where I was feeling like something was wrong, calling up the midwives, taking different pregnancy tests. You know, my intuition and my body was kind of telling me, hang on, this is not, you know, this pregnancy isn't continuing. But I was, I guess, really hoping that it would. And I really did struggle in that week with the uncertainty of it and found myself you know, into the night on mum's neck, Googling symptoms, 
you know, I don't know. I think mum's net is a, a blessing and a curse because on the forum there, you can you can almost find anything to confirm or refute whatever kind of theory you might have about your body or your baby. There are so many different opinions on there and it is opinion, which can be really valuable, but it's also not scientific. So you can really go down the rabbit hole with it. So I don't think I necessarily recommend going on mum's net late at night if you're feeling anxious may well just feel that anxiety but yeah it really gave me a taste of the uncertainty of it and I noticed my brain really not liking the not knowing you know am I pregnant am I not pregnant is this happening or not and I think that's a huge part of the experience of early pregnancy particularly the kind of uncertainty of it because you get to a certain age and you know lots of people who've had miscarriages and you know people who've struggled to conceive and there is that uncertainty and that not knowing that that can be really difficult to deal with. Anyway, unfortunately, I did end up having a miscarriage. I guess, fortunately, it was very, very early on. And I know this doesn't compare to someone who's, you know, having a miscarriage at 12 weeks or something. It was obviously upsetting and not very nice at the time. My whole family had COVID. I was living with my parents and we were waiting to move into our new house. And my whole family had COVID, my mum and dad and my sister. And I was the only one that didn't, but I couldn't see Aiden because he was sort of staying with his dad or seeing his dad a lot. And his dad's got diabetes. And so Aiden was kind of isolating over there. I was at my my own family home. My parents and my sister are in their own rooms isolating. And I I think I would have told people at the time that that's what I was going through because it's kind of, yeah, not a nice experience and particularly not nice when you're on your own. And yet, you know, I couldn't because we were all isolating and it would have felt weird to like tell them on the phone while I was upstairs or something. So it was a kind of a weird few days of kind of being on my own, having this experience, you know, lots of uncertainty. I think I did see Aiden in the end. I think yeah, I managed to see him for a little bit, but yeah, not a, not a very fun time at all. And I was doing lots of breath work and things at the time and that helped me to really process things and feel better. But yeah, definitely a strange time and lots of uncertainty. So, and it's given me so much compassion for people that, yeah, are experiencing that uncertainty as well. So moving on from that, obviously got pregnant again and... I think for me, I don't know if I would say, you know, I wasn't highly anxious about it, but it was in the back of my mind a lot about the fact that, you know, this has happened once, can it happen again? And I found myself, you know, paying close attention to different symptoms, you know, am I feeling as sick today? Am I as tired today? Like, are my boobs sore today? That sort of thing. And it's so easy to to overthink the symptoms and to worry and think the worst. However, you know, I had to remind myself that, you know, the chances of it happening twice in a row are actually pretty small. And I had to really get myself into this mindset of surrendering and letting go. And this is not that easy when you're someone like me who likes to be in control who likes to know what's happening, who likes to know what the plan is. Maybe you're the same. 
it is really difficult, but there's so much of this kind of early pregnancy time that is really outside of our control. There's not a lot you can do. You can take care of your health and stay clear of alcohol and have a you know a healthy diet, take your vitamins, but a lot of it is really down to mother nature and you know, your body scans the the embryo and checks whether its DNA is up to scratch. And if not, you know, that can be a common reason why you, why you lose the pregnancy, obviously. And so, yeah, for me, a big part of it was leaving it up to, <laughs> leaving it up to the gods. My dad always, we always joke about the gods, like, I don't know, like in ancient Rome and Greece, they always talked about the gods, but I, I don't really think about there being lots of gods, but I kind of think, I call them the gods, but I think about it being like mother nature or leaving it up to whatever's gonna gonna happen. Mother nature, we'll call it. So really just having to surrender to that, to know that I can't control this and leaving it up to mother nature. This week's podcast is sponsored by Simprove. You know those products that you love telling people about because you know that they'll love them too? Well, Simprove is easily my most recommended product and something that I've been taking myself for years. I was first recommended to take Simprove, a live liquid bacteria food supplement, by a nutritionist when I was having digestive issues a few years ago. And now drinking this product every morning has become part of my morning ritual and I wouldn't be without it. My parents, my two sisters, my boyfriend, even my parents' friends are all taking Simprove now and they love it. And according to Simprove's research, nine out of 10 customers feel the difference. It has massively improved my digestion and I hope it will help you too. You can save 15% on your first 12-week pack of Simprove when you visit simprove.com, that's spelt S-Y-M-P-R-O-V-E, and enter the code CHLOE15. And CHLOE is all in capitals, C-H-L-O-E 15, the number 15. I pop the link in the show notes too. I hope you love it. One thing I did end up doing, and I know this is common, especially for people who've maybe had um, like miscarriages before, is I had an early scan. So at seven weeks, I went and had a scan paid privately. I think it was about 50 pounds. And by about seven weeks, they can find a heartbeat if the pregnancy is you know, continuing and your chance of having a miscarriage after there's been a heartbeat goes down quite a lot. So I, I wanted to get that reassurance. I did go for that early scan. I you know, felt very tired, like probably most people in those first 12 weeks, and gave myself a lot of permission to rest and watch the entire back catalogue of Sex and the City, <laughs> as problematic as it is, but still holds a, a special place in my heart in many ways something that was just easy to watch and that I was just watching horizontal for much of that time. And I think it's so important, isn't it, to give ourselves permission to rest during that time. And so often we're not good at resting, are we? We're not good at taking that time for ourselves. I think if you're really feeling tired, you you maybe don't have a choice or maybe you have to continue because your job doesn't enable you to take time off. But I went to a, like a hypnobirthing class last week and Jenny was the facilitator. She's on Instagram, Empowered Bumps, I think her name is. And she said, of course you're tired. You know, your body is building a whole new set of lungs, a heart, two kidneys, bones, skin, 
like your body is literally creating that. Like, of course you're tired. (laughs) And that made so much sense to me. So I really hope that you can give yourself permission to rest. There were some days where I went to bed at like 8.30 in the evening and slept till, yeah, whatever time I, I needed to. I think there was one period of time, I think it was around 14 weeks, where my hormones must have been doing something strange because I literally cried every day for about 10 days straight. And there was no reason. (laughs) I didn't have anything, you know, going on in my life that had warranted that crying, but it was purely, I think, hormonal. And after that 10 days, it seemed to disappear and I was fine again. But I guess, yeah, hormones can do very, very strange things to our bodies, can't they? And so I think those are the main things from my own experience, the, the kind of the uncertainty of it and some hormonal crying, but all in all, I feel I've been very lucky and I know not everyone is that lucky and can have a really, really challenging time of it. And yeah, my heart really goes out to you if you are really struggling right now. I'm going to share just some tips, things that have helped me and things that I might suggest to help you with any pregnancy anxiety you're feeling right now. And the first one is to tell people about how you're feeling. Now, I know we're not supposed to tell people that we're pregnant until that 12 weeks has passed. I actually did tell very close friends quite early on because, well, partly because I just can't lie to them. They just asked me because we talk about everything. And partly because if I was to you know, be struggling in that area, I would want them to know and I would need their support and... So I did talk to people about what was going on. One of my good friends is a doctor and I spoke to her when I was going to that very early miscarriage and that was a big help. And yeah, I think it's kind of a shame that we're encouraged so much not to tell people. I understand the thing about not telling your workplace or people, strangers on the internet that you're pregnant before 12 weeks, but it really helped me to to talk to people about how I was feeling and get that either reassurance or understanding or yeah, just someone to help lighten the load because I think there can be so many things to worry about and uncertainties at this time. Secondly, I would suggest, I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to talk about Googling. You know, when I'm working with people with say health anxiety, it's really important to steer clear of Dr. Google because you will type in a symptom and find everything leads back to like cancer or something. And I do think that too much Googling while you're pregnant is probably not a great thing that, you know, you can find, yeah, as I said before, you can find something to confirm or refute any idea that you might have based on someone's experience. It doesn't mean it's a fact. So if you're going to be searching things online, stick to things like the NHS website. Tommy's is really good. You can ring your midwife and speak to them and ask questions. And yeah, just be a bit careful. If you know that you're somebody maybe with a tendency towards health anxiety or thinking the worst, maybe think about, do you really want to go on mum's net and be on those forums at like three in the morning searching for things because sometimes it can seem as though there's no amount of reassurance that is really going to reassure us that actually what would be better for us is to do something to distract ourselves from what we're worrying about 
talk to someone that we love, perhaps do something intentional to relax. You know, something that I love to do is listen to hypnotherapy recordings or guided meditations in bed, something that allows me to rest, but allows me to know that I'm really doing something positive for myself as well. I found, obviously you're listening to a podcast now, but I found podcasts really useful. I loved Jessie Ware's pregnancy podcast, but there are so many different ones talking about what to expect and what's normal and, you know, certain ones that are specifically for those of you who might be struggling with fertility things and miscarriage and that sort of thing. And I just think podcasts are brilliant because you, you kind of feel like you've got a friend in your ear and you're not alone and they can be really reassuring. So I hope you can find some other good podcasts that you enjoy as well. I think it's a really good idea to do some kind of exercise. I know that sounds so basic, but exercise is really like one of the best things that we can do for anxiety. It really is. And I found it so hard to exercise in those first few weeks. I was incredibly tired. Me and Aidan would sometimes go for a walk in the morning and I'd have to like get into bed afterwards. But just getting out, getting moving and getting into some different surroundings is so, so beneficial. Being out in nature and getting those endorphins going. Obviously, check that the type of exercise that you're doing is going to be suitable for you because I know not everyone can exercise in in early pregnancy. But just making sure I was getting out every day helped me to feel more connected to the world because it's kind of strangely isolating. I mean, I know everyone's situation is different. I obviously work from home on my own. So I was kind of working from bed on my own, (laughs) Aiden downstairs, and not really seeing people. This was kind of like December, January, February. So everything was kind of COVID-y and quiet at that time anyway. And it was kind of easy to feel a bit isolated and a bit kind of on my own. And so getting out and having a walk or making sure I was still catching up with friends and kind of keeping them informed about things really helped me to feel less on my own. Listening to podcasts again helped to feel less on my own at a time that can be a bit isolating otherwise. I did just want to share a couple of really practical things that you can do if you're feeling anxious during pregnancy. The first one is having worry time. And this is something that I share about in my anxiety course, Your Calmest Self. So if you've done that course, you might have heard of this one before. It's also an exercise that comes from CBT, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. And basically in worry time, we choose a time of day. It could be like 10 a.m. It could be 5 p.m. It doesn't matter the time. Just choose a time. And that is your designated worry time. And during this time, you save up all your worries from the day. So if you find yourself having worries during the day, you maybe you make a note of them or you just think to yourself, right, I'm going to come back to that at worry time. And then you spend worry time. Maybe it's a period of like 20 minutes or so really intentionally worrying about that thing. And that might be the time that you Google. It might be that you just write down your worries. It might be that you, you know, tell your worries to someone or, or speak them out loud, but you do that in a very intentional way. And you give yourself permission to completely let loose with the worries for that time. And it's really interesting because doing this can give us this time to worry productively. So you might want to think about those worries. Is this something that I can control? 
You know, is this something that I control? Can I do anything about this? And if there is something that you can do, then take that action during worry time. If it is something that is outside of your control, sometimes just affirming to yourself, this is outside of my control, can be really helpful. And I have this kind of image that I come to with something that's outside of my control. And something that I do is I imagine handing over the worry, something that's outside of my control, I hand over the worry to a higher power. I just have this sense of giving it over because I can't do anything about this. I'm going to hand it over to a higher power, whatever that is for you, whether that's God, the universe, nature, something else, you know, the the force of life that keeps the planet spinning and keeps the, you know, your hair growing on your head and the the seasons and whatever that force is, I'm handing that over to that higher power. And then lastly, I just want to share a breathing exercise. This is something that I did discover while I was in those early pregnancy days and I've definitely used it. I use this often. It's called the physiological sigh and it comes from a guy called Dr. Andrew Huberman at Stanford University. And he's a really interesting guy. Have a look at, he's done some interesting podcasts. He did one with Tim Ferriss that was really good that I listened to recently. And to do the physiological sigh, what we do is we take in one deep breath and then we take another shorter, quicker breath straight away after. And then we breathe out slowly through the mouth. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathe down the microphone to you. So we breathe in twice. So... So you take a deep breath in through your nose, then you take a smaller, shorter deep breath in also through your nose straight after, and then you breathe out slowly throughout your mouth. And we only need to do this maybe one to three times to get the benefit. And what it's enabling us to do is it's helping the body to return to a calmer state by this way of breathing that enables you to offload more carbon dioxide and therefore calm your body down. And try it. It's something that works really, really quickly. It's so, so simple. And yeah, I definitely use this all the time myself and it can just help you to feel calmer. And he uses this this example, like when children are crying and sometimes, and in fact, also adults in our sleep, we do this type of breathing anyway. We do this kind of, we'll do that several times during the night to help to regulate our bodies. And, you know, it's not very nice to think about children crying, but you know, when children kind of go, <gasps> like when you're crying like that and you're kind of, um, your breathing is kind of juddering. I mean, I mean, we can, as adults, cry like that as well, but you often see children crying like that. It's also this way of breathing that is, is calming ourselves down. So it's a very clever breathing exercise. So I hope you'll give that a try. Sorry, I lied. I do have one more, one more thing to say on this topic. And that is about hypnobirthing. So obviously I'm a hypnotherapist. I don't do hypnobirthing as a practitioner. It's a whole other thing. It's a whole other training. And actually, isn't that similar to normal hypnotherapy as as far as I can tell? From what I've learned so far, and this is something I'm reading books about, and I'm going to go on courses and learn more about this. Hypnobirthing is about learning to have a positive attitude about birth to develop more confidence and trust in your body, 
It's about learning breathing exercises that can help to reduce the pain and perhaps anxiety around birth. And I, yeah, I found it so, so interesting so far. The book that I've read so far is called The Calm Birth School by Susie Ashworth. I'm also looking into a website called The Positive Birth Company. And yeah, looking into different classes, but highly recommend if you haven't already looking into hypnobirthing just as a way to change your attitude about birth. You know, there's lots of things that we see about birth. I mean, birth is a whole other topic, I suppose, but we see things about birth around, you know, we've seen people giving birth on TV, haven't we? Or maybe you've watched One Born Every Minute or Call the Midwives. I personally have never watched those programs and I'm not going to be about to, let me tell you that, because there can be all these, you know, negative images of things going wrong or people in pain or, you know, people screaming and that sort of thing. And actually in hypnobirthing, from what I understand, there's a lot of talk around looking for positive experiences and how, you know, your body is designed to give birth. And if we can relax and trust our bodies and feel positive about the experience, then we're going to go into our birth, you know, with a better chance of it going as we want it to go. And that's not to say that you can control how your birth goes. Obviously, very often, you know, people say that it's good to have a plan A, B and C because anything can really happen. But, you know, having a a positive mindset around it and feeling confident and relaxed is going to mean that however your birth is, you know, hopefully you're going to have a better experience at at the end of it. So hope you will look into that. I feel like this episode has been a bit, of a bit of a ramble, but yeah, basically just wanted to share my own experiences. Obviously, I'm only halfway through the pregnancy myself. You know, the second half may be very different. And, you know, I'm not particularly looking forward to being nine months pregnant in August, in the August heat, but we'll see how it goes. And yeah, just sending you lots of love. If you're worried about becoming pregnant or you are currently pregnant and you're feeling anxious, then yeah, my heart's going out to you. It's not an easy time. So many reasons why you might be feeling anxious. And I really hope that this has been helpful. And if you need more help that you'll, you'll ask for it and and see what's available to you. So yeah, please do ask for help. And um, I hope you feel better soon and wishing you all the best with it. And do let me know if you've listened to this episode, come and find me on Instagram. I'm at Chloe Brotheridge and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and the experience that you're having so far. <laughs> you have recommendations for me. I'd love to hear them. So please do get in touch and let me know. And I'd love to also just invite you to join us in the collective if you feel called to. It's a really beautiful community. Everyone is on the same page of wanting to be kinder to themselves and feel more calm and confident and be consistent with personal growth and learning about themselves. And there's tons of hypnotherapy in there and support. And yeah, love to see you there. So you can find it on my website, karma-u.com forward slash collective. So yeah, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. 
please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 